Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics. Thank you for joining us today. Before we get into this next interview, please give us a like and a subscribe. That helps out a lot. Um, today, we have an amazing guest. We have the owner of Dream Fury Comics. He also is the writer of two comic books, Crescent City Monsters and Keisha Demon Eater. Um, we had an amazing conversation. His name is Newton Lilavos. Um, and uh, we talked about everything from owning your own comic brand to being a writer to uh, finding that great partner and, and artist, um, which he does have. He has Giancarlo um, Bernal. Um, he is from the Philippines and he is one of the best artists I've ever seen in my life. You got to check out um, Crescent City Monsters. Take a look at some of this artwork. It is absolutely incredible. It's all black and white with some grayscale, and it is done to perfection. But uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation. We talk everything from Dream Fury Comics to Marvel DC to everything in between. Hope you enjoy. Thanks, everyone. Well, hello, everybody. Newton, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Tommy. I appreciate it. Right on, Newton. You know, we we kind of got started, and I forgot to hit record, man, but we had a really good conversation <laughs> about, you know, comics today, right? And, um, you know, I, there's some really good stories out there, don't get me wrong, but we were kind of talking, man, indie, there's just so much freedom to go in a lot of different directions, and, man, I don't think we would have, you know, uh, Crescent City Monsters, right, if, if the indie scene wasn't where it is today, right? Because, that is something that you're not going to read in most uh, modern day comics in DC and, and Marvel right now. And I, I love that. Yeah. And believe it or not, it was inspired, um, not inspired, but because it, it's a totally different story, but yeah. um, it was triggered by uh, my love of walking dead um, yeah. by Robert Kirkman. Oh and, yeah. Um, even though that's image, it, I still kind of consider it indie. Um, oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's creator owned, right? So that's, that's what's exactly about it. Yeah. So like I was a big fan even before the the TV series came out. I just I just loved the book. Yeah. And um it was one of those books where when I when I started reading it, I was like, man, I was like, I want to write a comic book. And I was like, <laughs> well, I wanted to create my own zombie story, my version of a zombie story, a, a little different than um like you know, uh Kirkman's vision yeah. of what a zombie is. So um, so that was that was kind of the spark of it, and just the um the way uh Kirkman you know kind of built his world and the characters and I was like man this is so character driven you know um yeah. and I loved it I was like man I was like, this, this is a really good book so um yeah. his book uh really kind of like inspired me to write Crescent City Monsters um yeah. but you know I, I mentioned zombies I just want to make sure that people understand it even though it's um it's a you know intended to be a zombie story. It's not on the same kind of zombie level no. as a no. way different, dead. man. It, yeah, way different. <laughs> way way different. I mean, it's yeah. it's like a little bit the same and a lot different, man. It's just yeah. uh, well, I mean, let's kind of get into your background, right? Because you're Haitian, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, and then you got Louisiana, and you got the whole culture down there. You've really been able to capture that culture and bring it into a comic book and add all these other things that it's an amazing story that you've created in a, in a whole world that I don't think uh, people have really experienced until they jump into your comic, man. That's, that's what I was. I've been in new, you know, new Orleans several times and I love it down there, man. I just think it's just an amazing mashup of all the different islands. And I just love it, man. And you've been able to capture all that, which is really cool. Yeah. I was, um, 
I was originally thinking of uh, before you know I had the uh, title for the book Crescent City Monsters. Uh, I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to um, have the story start in Haiti, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I was born in Haiti, and I wanted to you know create some something from you know the homeland. Like, hey, you yeah, know, this yeah. is um. But then, um, I'm a big researcher. And you know, and because I'm from Haiti, you know, I, 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 I know I would have took it, taken it really seriously. So, I know at that time I was like, okay, I would have had to do a lot of research, you know, make it legit because you know I don't want my fellow Haitians coming at me like, <laughs> oh man, like, you know, you didn't represent yeah. us correctly. Um, so yeah, they, they would let you know, I think, right? Yeah, they would let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was like, I was like, but I was really impatient, and that type, that level of um uh research i was i was like oh no nah, that's gonna take too long so i was like what's the next best thing in louisiana yeah. really because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know um there's a historical connection between haiti and louisiana for sure um, yeah. you know after the haitian revolution or during the haitian, haitian revolution um there were a lot of uh um people who came went from um haiti to uh louisiana to escape the the revolution so you know um there were a lot of haitians at that time we went to Louisiana, so you know, there's that that cultural connection. They they speak, um, their Creole is a little different than ours, but it, it, it's you know, a lot of the words are similar. And um, I just love the New Orleans supernatural world. Uh, yeah, <laughs> way um, it's got that lore to it. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's that you know, that's really perfect. Um, and just to make sure that I represented New Orleans, because um, I'm not from New Orleans, you know, uh-huh. and I, you know, I don't want to just you know, kind of jump in there and you know, just assume because I'm black, I understand that New Orleans culture over there. I was like, nah, yeah, I was yeah. like, it doesn't work that way. So, yeah. um, I was, uh, I, I reached out to, a, a um, cultural consultant, shout out to, um, Shawanda Marie. Yeah. She was my cultural consultant for the book. She helped, um, she helped me, you know, kind of like guide me in certain things and, you know, how, how I should approach it, make sure, you know, I'm I'm representing New Orleans the correct way. Certain things I um you know, I still had to, you know, kind of do I took some creative liberties um mm-hmm. because I was like I couldn't keep it too real because <laughs> it would go <laughs> over some people's heads. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> in terms of dialogue, but um but you know, I did my best um so and just like you um I love New Orleans. It's it's oh, a really yeah. uh, wonderful place and you know, I I hope to go back there soon. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's wonderful. And I think you did a, a really good job, right? I mean, you, you're creating a universe and to be able to to put that much thought into respecting the culture that's there, but also to create your own world. I think it it comes through for sure, Newton. I think you did an amazing job. And I, I would encourage anybody to pick up that book. Um, but even, even uh, you know, Keisha Demon Eater, right? You, you were able to do that as well there too. And uh I, I don't know, man. I'm just really impressed by it. It just it captured me. I got issue one and then I got Keisha just to, you know, I, I like to get my feet kind of in the water real quick. And yeah. immediately I read uh, um, Crescent City Monsters. And the next day <laughs> I purchased uh, two through four, man. I was like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> so I have to check it out. So I, I don't know. Where's five at, Newton? When's five come out? Yeah, that's what everyone keeps asking me. <laughs> I'm writing, I'm writing, um, the book now or the arc now um okay but the crazy thing is um usually the way i start is not the way it ends like you know okay. what whatever I, I i start writing doesn't really end up 
in the final that, that isn't always the final version. So I know cer- yeah. certain things are going to change. So it's like it's a little difficult to like always kind of tell people like when the book is going to end because yeah. usually the story is finished when you know <laughs> when it just seems right. Sometimes yeah, you know yeah. I'll, there, there's been a lot of times when I've written stuff and I'm like man this you know this is not right and i just like start over (laughs) you know just like you know you kind of get a feel for like where the story should go and then um if you're headed in the wrong direction then you're like okay you know i need to switch unfortunately i'm not one of those people who who outlines things a lot you know some things i'll outline ahead of Mm -hmm. time but for the most part kind of like freestyle it i know what the the uh beginning and the end is but i try to you know (laughs) figure out what goes into the middle yeah yeah i'm wondering you know with giancarlo you uh you probably have some sort of a script that you hand over to him and then he starts to kind of lay out each page and i'm wondering when you see the artwork from him you make a bunch of adjustments because maybe the way he expressed what he thought you were saying like trigger something and you're like, Oh, maybe I'll switch it up a little bit in my story because I like the way that he displayed this character. I don't know if that makes sense to you, how I'm saying that, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that makes total sense. So yeah, Gene is definitely, he's, he's a big inspiration for me in terms of um, the, the way I wrote, write my story because uh, when I first, when I first uh, reached out to Gene, I saw his artwork on DeviantArt and I was like, man, this guy's really good. And it turns out that um, he had, he was the artist for one of the Kickstarter campaigns that I backed. So I was like, oh, this is cool. Not only is he a really good artist, but he um, he knows the, the, the process with Kickstarters, that there's a deadline. So, you know, that's great. Reached out to him. He was available. So he, um, I sent him, and this is the first issue I wrote. Um, and I, back then I was writing in smaller pages, like, because I knew, like I said, I was impatient in the beginning. So I was like, I knew if I waited to write the whole book that I would just wouldn't finish. Like I would just wouldn't like start the whole comic book process. And I was like, yeah. yo, I need to start this. So <laughs> I wrote like maybe the first five pages, like, and then I sent it to him. Right. I didn't have the whole script written out. I just had the only like the first five pages. <laughs> And, and so I don't think I even knew how that uh, the first issue was going to end um, after the first five pages. And I and I, you know, when I sent the, the script to um, Gene, I was like, OK, um, let's do, let's have the book in black and white. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Um, do you think you could do black and white like this? And I sent him um, uh, screenshots of uh, The Walking Dead. Cause you know it's black and white, and it's got yeah. it's got grayscale in it too. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, I could do black and white and grayscale." And so he sent me <laughs> he sent me the first page, and I was like, "Yo, this is <laughs> this is nothing Crazy. like what I saw." I was like, <laughs> when he said it was the first page, I was blown away. Yeah, yeah. And I knew, and I knew. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This guy is incredible." <laughs> I was like, "If this is how," I was like, "Okay, so." Based on his drawings, it's like I think that inspired me in terms of like how how I thought of this story. Like I was like, okay, um, this is his style and this is um the the grayscale works he's doing. So I was like, I was just I was just I started kind of like it his 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 art style influenced the way um what I wrote right because I was like, okay, well you know we could do this and we can do that and it's incredible because 
sometimes like in the beginning I would throw things at him in the in the script and I was like oh man I hope he can he can pull this off cuz it's kind of tricky and one of the scenes I remember in particular now I don't really even think about it I'm just like I just write it and <laughs> I know Gene is going to Well now do you know he's right he's going to handle yeah. it man <laughs> But um there was a scene where in the first chapter where you know the cop has the snakes coming out of his mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I wrote that, I was like, wow, this could end up being a really cheesy scene because how are you going to really get that dramatic effect with the snakes? Let me show it real quick. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, it's insane, man. When I saw that, actually, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, man. That is <laughs> incredible, man. Yeah, because and, and it's crazy because as a... As a writer, sometimes you know I'm not sure if it's as you're not sure if the reader kind of like um, understands like what Gene has done. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I was like, I was like, when I wrote that, I was like, yeah, and you know, snakes are spilling out his mouth, and I was like, and I was like, man, I was like, it's really that's a um for me. I thought that might be tricky without looking like I said, without looking cheesy or. Yeah, you know how do you make it look dramatic like that? You know yeah. how do you make this it look? Because he could have done a side profile and have the snakes come out like that, right? That would have been super easy, right? Yeah. But the angle he decided to do it from and the yeah. way it spilled out, I was like, wow! I was like, I did it? I was like, that is crazy. Uh -huh. So when I saw that panel, um, and you know, I'm sure you yourself, you know, as a comic book reader, after all these years, even those, you know, you appreciate like all the little things that artists do in, in comic yeah. books and like, wow look at that wow you know so when i saw that and you know just like you the comic reader when i saw that that panel i was like wow i was like that is something it's like that just like blows me away man yeah, yeah it just seems so difficult to have that angle um as an artist to even do right i mean i'm not a great artist but i do like drawing i'm not even close to being a comic book artist. So I wouldn't even try it. But you know, when you're trying to draw um, the front of someone's face, it's one of the more difficult things to do, right? And that's why when you notice in most comic books, it's usually a side view, or even a, like a slanted view, because it's a little bit easier to capture um, everything that's happening on the face. I mean, it's dead center on the face. And then the camera view, like if you imagine like another cop, like taking pictures of a dead body, and just kind of <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. He's like yeah. <laughs> in front of the yeah. head and he's got like the body coming down. I mean, it's, yeah. it's super impressive. Super impressive. Yeah. He, yeah, he, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's amazing. He his his artwork is very cinematic, you know? Um, yeah. 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 Like, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, it's like watching a movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. Really? So yeah. 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 And it's almost a dance too, between you and him because uh, you really are in sync as you're reading it. Right. And so you have the story that's playing out and then the artwork is just bringing it alive. And to your point, it is like a movie as you're going through it because it's so vivid, man. It just, and the black and white, like I I've read a lot of black and white comic books and I certainly don't have anything against it, but a lot of times it's, it's really hard to capture in black and white unless you have the grayscale, but then you're mm -hmm. adding like different dimensions and whatnot. And then you might as well just color it when you go to that far. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the, the way that, it's been captured in black and white is super amazing. And then when you get into uh, Keisha Demon Eater, right? All of a sudden it's black and white, same thing. But then you get these splashes of color, like a very light color in the right place. And then it even pops more, which is pretty cool. 
yeah yeah people love that that splash of color um yeah it, you know and you know of course it's been done before um but yeah, yeah. gene does a really good job at um does a good job man accents um the crazy thing about that too is like so when we started uh keisha i was like okay gene um I, we, well so i wanted it to be in color right <laughs> and so i said um man i can't find a colorist so we're gonna make it in black and white and grayscale right um mm -hmm. but there's a um and then i was like um but this colorist, he does this one colorist that I follow on Instagram. He his colors is like he uses um I don't know how you could describe it, but it's like it's bright and it's like um soft, right? Mm. And I said, Gene, what, what's this called? Because you know, there's all these artworks, <laughs> like art, <laughs> art terms that I have no idea what they mean because I'm not really yeah. an artist. I said, is this called something? This technique called something because it's just really bright, um, but it's soft and you know I, I like this this coloring. It has a <laughs> I was like I love this style, and he's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I could replicate that in um in black and white. I was like, you mean the softness? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, if you could do that, that'd be great. And then I said one more thing. I said, um, put less details on the um on Keisha and her friends. Mm -hmm. Like, um, cause it, I don't, I'm sure you've noticed, but when Gian draws, he puts a lot of details on faces oh, no. on everything. Right. Yep. I said, I said for Keisha demon eater, do not put a lot of details on Keisha and her friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, I want them to, um, just look a little like, I don't know, more not cartoonish, but a little less real. Like, yeah. um, cause he draws very realistic sometimes. And I said I, I wanted to move. I want to move them away from realistic, um, that realistic feel. So those those were like the three things that um, visually that was done with Keisha that wasn't done with Crescent City Monsters. So I'm not sure if people know this. Um, I mean the colors they of course they know this, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> but yeah. um, the other things they might not have noticed. Like might not have picked up on, right? Yeah, but um, but yeah, if you know this, you'll see like yeah, Keisha. See, maybe I could show just a, a picture right here. Yeah. Yes, yeah, more round, I guess you would say, like the facial features. Yeah, more as round. A poor, it, as opposed to um, like in Crescent City, it, it's more chiseled, right? And it's more yeah. firm. I don't know how to explain it either. And, but, and there'll be, and he would put more details on their face yeah. too, their faces too. Like um, there'll be more lines and whatever, but. Um, and the wrinkles and, and, and all that good stuff too, right? Like real human features. Yeah, but for um for Keisha, like Keisha and her friends, and but the, for the adults, I no actually for some of the adults, he he um he he had less lines too. But I wanted to do that to kind of like give it a little bit a different feel um uh, visually from uh Crescent City Monsters. Like I said, I'm not sure if everyone noticed, but <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> um and you know and I think maybe subconsciously people would see the yeah. difference because when you when you look at the artwork in crescent city monsters they, um i think there's a lot more details on a lot of the more main characters than than there is in keisha and like i said the the softness he added is a soft thing to it i'm not sure if people know that either yeah. but i notice it so yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so it's like you know a couple of visual things which is kind of cool and why i like the, yeah. the um uh, comics as a medium you know because mm -hmm. you know it's not just for me, it's not, you know, you'll have a lot of people who who start to get into comics so they could, you know, make movies and, yeah, yeah. you know, um, 
again to animation you know that nothing not that there's nothing wrong with that but if you're not like a comic book person I don't think you'd always take advantage of the medium or like explore things with the medium, you know what I mean? And just like, yeah. hey, what if I do this and this? Even with my um, what do you call it? My um <clears throat> some of the page layouts, you know, I'll I'll do some experiments and you know, for the most part, Gene does he decides the page layouts. I'll just, uh -huh. you know, say this is this is this panel is a wide panel, and but he just he'll you know figure out how everything's laid out and thing, but sometimes oh, yeah. I get specific. Like um, there's this one scene you you've, you've read all the books, right? Yeah, I read uh, I read okay. one through four and Keisha. Yeah. Okay, so like um, in Crescent City Monsters, there's this one page where um, what's his name is climbing. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to say so I don't give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, but he's climbing the ladder. Um, yes, okay, I know you're talking about. Both sides on the thing. Um, like his old and his new self <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i was like i you know that i was like i and i did that you know on purpose because i because you know i was like oh you know in comic books you could do things like that yeah. <laughs> you can you can show differences in time so i you know i was like and i like playing with ideas like that you know when i come up with some a visual way to express you know certain mm -hmm. things I, I love that you know about comic books yeah. So um I think if you're a comic book person and comic book reader, yeah. you know, um, and you know, your your ultimate goal is really to make a really good comic book, you know, you you gotta use every possible like sure. tool in your belt, you know. So yeah, um that, that's what I try to do as a writer, as yeah. a comic book. Yeah. Uh, it definitely comes through. You know, it's you there's several instances where um the artwork within the panel breaks through and it kind of mm -hmm. takes over the entire page and i remember uh, listening to todd mcfarland having he was sharing a story with marvel because they wanted him to stay within the panels mm -hmm. and he said okay i'll stay within the panels and then the next spider-man came out he broke <laughs> through the panels right and then it, that's one of the reasons why he became so popular is he was doing mm -hmm. things like that and you do the exact same thing, man. It really comes through. Um, and it it really puts emphasis in the story where emphasis is needed. Um, you know what I mean? Because it is more dramatic when, you know, one of the characters breaks through the panels and takes up half the page. And, and then that's where, you know, Giancarlo could get really animated and detailed within that feature to kind of share whatever's happening to that creature or that person at the time. It's It's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, there's um it's funny he mentioned McFarlane. I, I remember hearing him talk about that. Like he would just ignore his editors. <laughs> yeah. He would nod and go, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden opposite. he was selling a million copies of something that never sold a million, and eventually they just, they just stopped telling him what to do and let him do his thing. But he had to kind of fib a little bit, right? He just like, all right, all right, I'll do it. But he knew what would capture that audience and what wasn't being done. And I mean, I think that was the foundation that uh, became Tom McFarlane, right? And then Jim Lee was doing it. And even Liefeld was doing it. And uh, although sometimes his features were a little funky, but uh, they were yeah. all good, man. Yeah, Liefeld was a good artist. I was in a big Liefeld fan because I, I thought it was, I thought his artwork was kind of like, <laughs> sometimes the, the features but, um, everyone talks about it right sometimes the features were like wait a minute man his chest looks a little weird man uh, especially that Captain American one that's the one that always pops up oh, where yeah, it's like yeah. a side view and, and he interviewed one time and he said he was taking um, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger did a pose and when he was uh you know in the whatever it's called where he's posing and stuff and he won all those championships yeah. and he tried to do the same thing with Captain America but it did not come out the same <laughs> anyways yeah. I, think, I think the reason why um people love Rob Fell is because he um his style is like um and I don't want I don't mean this in a bad way but like it's like if you were a kid and mm-hmm. you could draw just a little bit better, yeah. you know, and you're drawing comic books, you know what I mean? It's a good His point. style yeah. is like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, like, or like the the best um comic book artist in your class, like, yeah. stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's kind of like that. You're like, oh, but, you know, so the characters end up looking cool, even though yeah. they, 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 you're like, <laughs> like really? <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. But no, I yeah, think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Yep. Yeah. And then I think that's the appeal to him because, you know, because his, his characters, you know, does they do look cool, you know, but in more of that, like, you know, like that junior high school is kind of way. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No well, then he obviously with Deadpool <laughs> and Cable, he uh, he redeemed himself after the Captain America because those are beloved characters today, man. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Deadpool's crazy popular, right? Yeah, his, his Deadpool run was nice, and not to yeah. say all his artwork was was horrible, but um, horrible. yeah, yeah, his his stuff is um was really good because his, his stuff was really dynamic, and I think he, yeah, like I said, I think he was able to his artwork was able to kind of just touch the the imagination that that kid imagination yeah. in people, you know, like oh yeah, this is like, you know, <laughs> like you know, so so it was cool in that way. Yeah, what uh. I read somewhere that Wolverine was one of your favorites growing up. Yeah, Wolverine was one of my favorites. To, to tell you the truth, um, whenever someone asked me, like, what was your favorite comic book growing up? I just really liked everything Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I was a big Marvel person. Um, okay, yeah. It was kind of, it was, I, I guess I could blame it on my classmates, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. To this yeah. day, I couldn't even really tell you why. But they were like... You know, um, the two serious comic book collectors yeah. <laughs> that were in my class who kind of like got me into reading comics. They were like Marvel heads, yeah. and they were strictly like they were like oh, DC is corny. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they like DC was corny. So like, yeah. Um, so like, as they were like introducing me to stuff, um, you know, I I was just reading a lot of Marvel. So everything Marvel, I just love. Like, I love the Avengers. Yeah. Um, I loved. Uh, Wolverine, the X Men. Uh, so you know, I started reading comic books seriously around the time, just a little bit before Secret Wars came out. Oh, like okay. The original Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, and so I remember that that was exciting. Like that was the first thing, and you know, when Spider Man got his black suit, and it was like <laughs> it was crazy, and like I remember, and it was and it was really cool, and you know, I just loved everything Marvel. Like there was so many characters. You know, when you were reading comic books. It's like even I love Thor, and I I remember Secret Wars was when, um, I really fell in love with Thor as a character because yeah. I just remember this one panel where they were out in space and like there was a collision of like asteroids, and I think the X Men were in on the ship and Thor was on the ship for some reason and there he is with his hammer he's just like slugging away ah <laughs> at the asteroids right <laughs> on top of the ship I'm like, man that is so cool it's like everybody's inside the ship but Thor's there you know just <laughs> knocking out <laughs> so i was like yeah, yeah. Thor's the man so you know i was like yeah Thor's the man and you know silver surfer <laughs> um and that's the one thing i liked about marvel too is they had like 
um like like even like fantastic four they weren't like superheroes superheroes yeah. they were like a family it yeah. was kind of sci-fi so i thought that was kind of cool too because yeah. when i was a kid i was like really into sci-fi stuff um mm. but yeah i was a big marvel fan so yeah um, um uh wolverine you know was one of my favorite characters but i gotta say there was a lot of other favorite characters i had a ton of them yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome man so um in the industry right now like in the indie scene who do you like that's out there that's doing some pretty cool stuff that you're watching uh um i'm gonna mispronounce <laughs> no it's all good um, uh Tyrion, Tyrion, Tyrion. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the stuff he's doing. Um, he's he's doing some really amazing stuff. I mean, I I, I, I sometimes when I read what a writer does, I'm like, man, how does he do that? Like, if I ask, like, <laughs> how does he do that? And that's like, yeah, yeah, that's like me being really impressed. Um, so you know, I there there are a couple of things. Like, let me see. Um, I'm gonna look real quick to see. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Now I'm not sure how popular this is, but this is one of my favorite books. Let me grab it here. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So uh, this here, uh, oh damn thing got. But anyway, this is Southern Bastards by Jason Aaron. Oh yeah, Jason Southern Hill. Bastards. Yeah, that's Image, right? Yeah. yeah, that's Image. Oh man, I I love that series. Um, I haven't gotten past. I don't think issue ten, but. <laughs> Well, it's still it's still a good series. It's like one of those series that um, really inspires my writing. Um, yeah. yeah, because one of the best things for me is when I see uh, comic book writers who are heavy into um, um, just characters, developing characters. Yeah, is like I'm I'm like hooked, and you know I'm like it's it's really inspiring because I'll I'll read it and I'll go wow, I need to be on that level, you know. <laughs> so <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I start like I start using that as inspiration. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's super important, right? To keep your uh your craft, your knife sharpened, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, reading a lot. Um I watch a lot of TV too. And yeah. believe it or not, most of my inspiration actually comes from watch TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's a lot yeah, of good stuff that you get from TV. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll I'll you even though you don't read tv mm-hmm. like you kind of like you know you kind of like break down what they're doing in terms of writing like i'll watch yeah. tv but like listen to the dialogue and i'm like in my mind i'm visually breaking down <laughs> the structure of the story you know throwing you in know. panels in your head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like it's like okay you know you you kind of say okay well this is how they develop the story and this is this is what they did to build characters and kind of look at their writing and like, okay. Um, so, and it's easy. Then, then, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, you kind of absorb that technique and then um, use it in, in your writing. Um, Cause it's crazy. I was, when I started writing comic books, I started reading books on, you know, character development and stuff. And, and then, and, you know, they're talking about acts and scenes and whatnot and then I realized, like, wow, I think because I was watching a lot of TV, a lot of this stuff I kind of absorbed because I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is, this is I was like, oh, it's kind of like how I write. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I must have like, you know, subconsciously absorbed some of this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So where do you buy comics? In, uh, you're in Brooklyn, right? 
Now, I'm in the Bronx. Oh, you're in the um, Bronx. I grew up in Brooklyn. in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. and but now I'm in the Bronx, um, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because a lot of people in Brooklyn were like the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you, uh, like, what'd you make that switch for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I've lived all throughout New York City anyway. I, I grew up in Brooklyn. I did a couple of um, years in Queens. Yeah. I lived in Harlem, which is in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm in the Bronx. So I hit all, almost all five boroughs except Staten Island. But yeah, a lot of people don't include Staten Island anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear about that yeah. on your uh, your Instagram now, man. Oh, yeah. yeah Staten Island. <laughs> We hate you, in that. <laughs> um, but no, um, yeah. So, where do I buy my comics? Believe it or not, I um, I don't buy a lot of comic books. Yeah, yeah. Um, at a comic book shop because usually I don't really have the time, and there's yeah. not, um, there's not really a lot of comic books. Actually, I buy. Believe it or not, most of the times I'll buy more comic books outside of New York City than. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the, Cause I'll travel and I'll be like, oh, you know what? Let me go to a comic book store. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, yes. So I, I want to shout out a couple of comic book stores, and oddly enough, like I said, they're not in New York. You know, no, <laughs> no shade to New York comic book stores, but it's just <clears throat> like yeah. I said, it just happens. Like, like Michigan has a couple of comic book stores. Um, one is called The Vault of Midnight. This oh, is their hat right here. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. This hat. is their signia. Yeah. Awesome store. I, um comic book store if you if you're ever in michigan they got they've got three locations they, okay so one in detroit one in ann arbor and then where's the third one i'm not sure but the detroit locations the ones i've been to yeah um, anytime i'm in detroit i'll go and um cop some books there nice um, volume like really nice store um another one in michigan is they're the, the first comic book store that ever bought my comics and actually, I had my first signing there, which nice. is kind of cool. Um, it's called uh, um, Ink Nostalgia. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ink Nostalgia. That's in, um, <clears throat> man, where Michigan is. It's like 45 minutes away from from Detroit. I forgot the name of the town, though. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the name of the town. <laughs> but, um, and then the third one is uh, Games Challenges. I'm um, sorry. Games, challenges, and comics okay. in Atlanta. Um, uh, shout out to them. Um, they've been a very supportive uh, book, uh, comic book store. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely take your uh, your comics into my local one, man. I, I think once they see it, they're going to be like, yeah, we better grab that. And they're pretty cool about it. What I've noticed is a lot of comic book stores have agreements with Diamond. Um, and so they're limited on what they're allowed to carry outside of Diamond. And so Diamond oh, really? comes in and kind of blocks everybody out unless you're shipping through Diamond. If if they're uh, if they're oh, uh, delivering your product, then you're okay. But yeah, I thought they they had a choice. I didn't think Diamond would block people out. I thought you know they were yeah, big enough. Comic book stores have like agreements where they they get a certain deal if they only buy comics through them. So they're really oh, okay. nervous. You know, if you're like a little mom and pop, you probably get away with it. But if you have more than one yeah. store, you're probably not going to pick up anything that's outside of Diamond because you don't want to break that contract. 
Oh man, that's uh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> for indie man, but that's where Kickstarters come in, and I mean, indie's blowing up right now, and I think maybe DC and Marvel are kind of in a weird spot right now from a writing standpoint. Um, so I, I think a lot of people are trying to lean toward indie just to get those unique stories. What we were talking about before we hit record. I just, I feel like, man, there's just a lot of freedom and you're, you're reading things that you just won't read anywhere else. Um, and that's, that's why I love indie so much. Yeah. I, I love indie books too, just for that reason. Cause um, mm-hmm. like you said, it's unique. And you know, when you've been reading comics for as long as you and I have, it's like after a while, you know, the stuff that they're doing with superheroes is like, okay, you know, that's kind of cool. And it's kind of the one thing I don't like is like when I first started collecting comic books, um, I read like everything that I could. I even read the Marvel universes, right? And I would read like every character, like know their powers and the history and, you know, and their strength. You know, I, I knew relatively how strong Thor was compared to the Hulk. You yeah. know, <laughs> compared to Thor. Like I knew like how uh, their strength and stuff. So, and I knew what their history was because you would read the comic books, but then as time went on, it became too convoluted. And then they had too many, like Spider-Man had three titles at the same time. I was like, this is crazy. Seven at one time, seven. Yeah. I was like, how am I supposed to keep up? And what's the difference between how can I afford to keep up, man? I was like, man, I I got a little bit of money, man. I want Spider-Man, but now how do I stay up to date with the story when it's jumping around between these seven different and today it's worse, man. It's like Batman. 50% of all of DC's comics is Uh Batman or the Batman family. Yeah. Yeah. I heard like he's got like like I think fifty percent of the sales or something like yeah, that. I like, yeah. Like, oh. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I'm I mean like, I love Batman, but like how do you stay up to date with what's going on, man? It's just so many different stories, it's really hard. Yeah, Batman's really interesting, and I don't think that's gonna change. But I mean, um in terms of uh like uh Marvel and DC, like one of the things that like really bothered me is like all the history that I learned sometimes yeah. just gets squashed or like erased or rebooted. Yeah. I hate that. I'm like, man, all this history that I, I knew or like they switch things up a little bit too much. And yeah. like, you know, um, Spider-Man gets married to Mary Jane and all of a sudden they're divorced or like, he yeah. doesn't remember who she is. Some crap like that. I'm like, yeah. what? That's like, no. <laughs> it's like, it's become a soap opera now. It's like, yeah, I, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it either. I don't know if you've uh, um, seen Punisher lately, but it's not even Punisher anymore. It's called oh, Punisher, it? but the characters, they erased the entire history of his family being murdered. and Oh, really? Um, and then they changed what? his makes... outfit so they don't have the skull oh, on it anymore. Oh, no. It's I mean, crazy. that's what makes the Punisher his origin. Like, he, exactly. his family got killed. <laughs> you know, like... I know. I know. I mean, that's that's the fuel um for everything that he does right is that anger that he can't release anywhere and it it comes out in these crazy ways and they went completely away from that man i I went to pick up a punisher i'm like that's not punisher what what am i reading here man (laughs) so i was like well i guess i'm done with that book man it's kind of sad so but yeah to your point man there you know if you run out of creativity then you start to make changes so that you could spark create um creativity and i i feel like I don't know, man. You have to respect where the character came from. Um, but well, I think that's one reason why manga is popular, is so popular oh, yeah. because they're not limited to like trying to um what do you call it? Uh 
keep characters alive. Their mindset is like, we have a set of stories and these are the characters. Mm-hmm. We're going to run through it and then it's going to end. And then there's going to be a new manga from somewhere else. You know, it's like, they're not going to like try to keep rehashing the, um, yeah. well, I hope they don't rehashing the same characters, <laughs> you know, for like 50 years. They're, yeah. they're just going to come up with new stories. Um, it is. I mean, manga's on fire right now in the US. I'll be honest with you. I was on Netflix and I watched Death Note. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. watched that. That's worth um, watching, man. Whew. Well, Crazy. so I read um maybe like the first two or three volumes of the the manga. Um, mm-hmm. Are you talking about Death Note the movie or no? The- not the movie was a little corny. The U.S. movie. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. you got to watch the anime. Um, the, oh, the Death Note. That's oh, okay. It's like the that's the OG one, man. That's that's from Japan. Um, you know, it's in English, so you can mm-hmm. have to read subtitles. But uh, man, that is a crazy, crazy show, man. They, they tried to make a U.S. version of it, and it just it didn't come through. And it doesn't match the the books either. It's they, uh, they took a lot of liberties to make changes. I didn't. I watched them like this is a little corny for one. Two, this isn't <laughs> even the story, right? The ending when he's on the Ferris wheel that's not in the book, you know. So, anyways, yeah. But the, the yeah, U- I mean, the cultures anime. are different. I mean, you can't really have. I don't think you can have a U.S. person write like a manga yeah. the way like the Japanese do because yeah. when I read the mangas or just watch the animes I'm like these Japanese dudes are crazy you know? <laughs> like, we would never come up with this stuff in the US yeah. <laughs> like uh, Berserk oh my gosh man I don't know if you've read that or seen the anime yeah. of that but that's like, a crazy oh. like <laughs> like stuff that goes down that you don't expect in a, like in a cartoon yeah, like, format man I'm like whoa this is like rated x almost on some of the yeah, stuff we, we would never do that here you know it's like it's like <laughs> so it's like you know as you can we, i think because of cultural reasons yeah it's like i don't think it, it could be which is kind of like unusual because you hear like japanese people are like reserved people yeah <laughs> i think maybe they 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 i guess express themselves through yeah, <laughs> through art right through, through art i was like they like keep it all in makes... until they get on the path yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ah. yeah exactly i gotta release this somewhere and then luckily yeah. it's in in manga because it's fun man I, I actually enjoy it man and you know they uh yeah it just it seems pure um and and it's all about the story right they don't try to inject anything that's happening in the outside world they're like, mm-hmm. here's my character and here's what the character does. And they just push it through, man. And it just, it's so refreshing. Um, so I, I enjoy that part too. Yeah. And the way they express um, their characters is a lot different. Like, like it's, it's, it's like for us, I think as U.S. writers or like creators, if we wrote like that, we'd be like, ah, oh, this is a little too dramatic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, you know, we can't write this and it's so direct. You know? yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, straight on the point, you know, but, you know, I guess because of the, 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 how thematic it is, yeah. it works for um anime, you know, on the other side, you know, it's like, and, and I think, people are a little bit more willing to give it a different chance a, a chance because they know it's like from a different culture yeah so you know yeah. they, they look at it from a different uh, you know uh pair of lenses so it's not like you know they they they're looking at this oh this is some american movie da, da, da. you know they're like oh no this is japanese anime <laughs> you know yeah saying? exactly yeah no it's refreshing you know it's so new for us too and because it's new it's super fresh right i mean i it's growing like crazy. And I think it's because new consumers are experiencing it for the first time. I went to Target 
you cannot find at Target a uh, Marvel or DC book, but they have three feet up and down on the bookshelf of nothing but manga. So that, oh, that, yeah. that tells you, right? I mean, companies like Target and Walmart are going to carry things that are going to move. They're not going to carry things that are going to sit on the shelf. And when you walk in and you don't see your superheroes that you grew up with, it's, on one side, it's a little sad, man. You're like, oh, man, that hurts <laughs> a little bit, right? But on the other hand, man, you know, manga's killing it right now. So I think we need to, we have a lot to catch up on. And I do think the indie scene is what's keeping everything alive. Um, because yeah, you, could, I, you could experience that on the indie side. Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah, you're right. Is is you the uniqueness is, you know, in the on the indie side. Um, and manga too has some some interesting things that make it a little bit easier too. Because it's black and white, so yeah, to to push through, um, to probably create the books is a little bit faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, not to not to say that. So and I think they the the artwork it looks like they specialize in you know trying not to make it too heavy so yeah, they can produce yeah, the sure. book a lot quicker yeah. and you know the, the pages are more like um that kind of like newspaper pulpy kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's a lot lighter um the dimensions yeah. are smaller i mean the book and the it's i mean it, the more you think about it, it's like it's like they they perfected it because it's like so it's in black and white right so yep. you don't have to worry about colorists right um the the paper that they use a thinner right um but they do have a lot more pages but that yeah. makes it even better because now it's like oh instead of like a little floppy i get a book you know yeah. what i mean so it's like that works to their advantage so it's like they have so many things going for a manga yeah <laughs> yeah like, that you know that it's like you know you could kind of see like why it's going to appeal i yeah. wonder if they'll they'll there's going to come to a point where um i hope they don't I don't think it'll happen, but you never know, because um, I think the things with uh, um, U.S. companies is their companies are always under the pressure. Like, OK, we just sold um, a million books and we just, you know, we're breaking records. Yeah. Now, how do we get to two million? Yeah. So, right? yeah. so <laughs> it's like so now it's like they'll start doing these things, these marketing tricks and da, da, yeah. da, to try to improve it. And, yeah. you know, 20 nobody variants. Wants that's that's yeah, the one yeah. I, 20 so, variants. <laughs> but the Japanese, I don't think, I don't think they're inclined to do that. I think, yeah. uh, personally, I think they'll take more of the the artistic approach, like you know, like yeah. hey, you know, this is. I think um, the focus is the story with manga, mm-hmm. whereas the focus I think has gone away a little bit from the story, at least in the big two. Um, so they put out beautiful covers, beautiful artwork, but the stories, man. I'm mean, just to be very honest, and I, I don't like to be too negative, but I read a Wonder Woman story. And the story was her fighting milk gods that came from a milk factory. And when I was reading this, I'm like, what the heck am I reading, man? This is one woman. She's she's part of the Trinity of DC. She's like one of the oldest characters, right? The, the amount of respect that you have to have for a character like that when it's one of the driving forces of your brand, right? It's, it's part of the Trinity, right? You got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And she's fighting milk gods from a milk factory. I just felt like, man, that's just so cheesy for one. And, and I, just a lack of thought that went into it. I, I don't remember who the writer is. I don't want to poo-poo on anybody, so I feel bad. But I just, like, I, and I'm nah. like, this is why manga's winning, man, because of that story, you know? So I don't know, man. I, I hope it, yeah. again, I, I'm really excited about indie. And I think that's where it is. I hope I'm a... So I grew up on that nerdy uh, DC side, man, you know, Superman oh, you to... guy, 
Um, you know, watching <laughs> Justice League uh, growing up as a kid. I mean, obviously, I love Marvel. Did you read both Marvel and DC? Or I um, did. I did. Okay. I collected See, both. That's, that's the one thing I regret because I was like, man, I wish I had not listened to my friends and read more DCs because yeah. now, like, whenever like DC stuff comes up, it's hard for me to connect. You know, even if I go back and read some of the issues and try to, yeah. you know, get acquainted with the characters, it's not the same because it's like, yeah. man, I didn't grow up on this. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, I wish <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I wish I read more DC, though. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved them both. And, um, you know, I've always loved Batman. I mean, Batman is DC Spider-Man, right? You have Spider-Man on Marvel, which is they, that's the number one grossing comic book um, pretty close to all time. And then it should be Superman on the DC side, but they just haven't had the right writers to develop that character. But Batman has become the number one. So those are the two. They go back and forth um, on the, the charts of the top comic books. Um, but then Marvel just has developed more characters than DC has over the last, you know, 30 years, right? I mean, you you have the the Justice League, which has been very developed, the Green Lanterns and whatnot. But outside of that, a lot of people don't know. Even when uh, James Gunn released the slate of movies coming out, right? And and Booster Gold, which I've read, and it's hilarious, man. It's a, it's about a guy named Mark. He goes in the future and he steals technology. And then he comes back to pretend like he's a superhero. And he's just <laughs> using technology that no one else has, right? But he's looked at as a superhero because of that technology. But he has no right. superpowers or anything like that, right? But, you know, he come out with that and everybody's like, who the hell's Booster Gold, right? And because they haven't, and I'm glad they're developing more characters, but Marvel's done a great job of doing that over the last 30 years. I mean, most people can name, you know, 20 characters from Marvel, but they can't do that with DC. So Marvel's just done a better job marketing all of their tools that they have within their toolbox and DC is just underperformed. So I'm hoping it changes, but uh, man, I, I grew up with X-Men just like you, uh, X-Men changed a lot for a lot of people. I think the cartoon, um, I think, yeah. affected a lot of people, right? Yeah, that 1990s cartoon. Yes. Um, by 1990s, I was already, like, in college. Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, yeah. And, like, like, I wasn't watching cartoons. Not because I was like, oh, I'm too old to watch cartoons. It was just that I was just doing other stuff. You're busy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You're busy, yeah. Cartoons. Yeah, like, <laughs> 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 like, yeah no, I'm, I'm probably as old as you. And, uh, I, you know, I still watch them, though, man. I've always mm. loved that kind of stuff. Um, and I didn't go to college until a lot later in my life. You, you were a lot smarter to get that out of the way at a right age. <laughs> I assume uh, I got married at 21 and had four kids by 26. And so, uh, oh, yeah, I, I no did time. everything backwards. And then I went to college like uh, almost <laughs> when I was 30. So, <laughs> well, no, still, at least at least you went, you know, um, I did. I did. Yeah. Actually, I had one of my bosses sat me down and goes, look, man, you're a hard worker, but you're going to be a worker be your whole life unless you get an education. And luckily I, I was working for Nabisco at the time and they paid for it. So I got my bachelor's and Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I scored, man. I, I really did. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't find that any, anywhere, anywhere. Cause I'm, you uh, know, I had, I, I graduated with uh, college debt. Yeah. Luckily it wasn't, it wasn't that heavy because I went to um, a city college. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to rack up like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I was like, City College, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, later I went to get my master's and then I did three years of my doctorate and now I have some debt that I got to pay off. So, oh, okay. yeah, I kind of, well, I mean, that. 
but you're a doctor now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not yet. I actually, uh, I had a kidney transplant last year, so I had to put uh, my doctrine on hold. So I hope I get back to it here soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Good luck, man. I mean, yeah, thank I you. Yeah. A lot of work. But, yeah, I'm um, good, man. I had it in September of last year. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm glad. I mean, from what I could tell, it looks like you're good. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good now, man. Uh, I was on dialysis before, so now I'm not, and it feels good, man, not to be on dialysis. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, <laughs> that good, sucks, good. bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right on. So I wanted to ask you about Dream Fury. Where did that name come from? Um. So Dream Fury Comics. Before I was doing comic books, I was like, I was kind of like, um. Uh, Ralph Crandom. Uh, I was like doing all these little businesses, and my wife's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing now?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. One time, I tried to sell stuff on eBay that did not work out good. I realized, like, I'm not really an eBay seller. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all do that, right? We're trying to find that little niche that we could tap yeah. into, right? Yeah. So, because I, you know, when I was younger, I really always wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? So, yeah. um. So the idea is like, I always wanted to have my business. So I was like, all right, let me, I need a business name. Yeah. So even before I was into comics, I was like, all right, what am I going to come up with? <laughs> so I just, I don't know how I came up with the name, but I was like, why not just Dream Fury? So yeah, um, I had like all these little business stuff that I used to do throughout the years yeah. on the Dream Fury. So then by the time it came to doing comic books, I was like, I wasn't going to use Dream Fury. I was going to use something else. Yeah. In fact, I think one of the names I had was Fat Laser, Fat Laser Comics, but Fat <laughs> spelled with a P-H-A-T. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought that was so cool. I was like, yeah, yeah. Fat Laser. <laughs> that sounds like an indie name. <laughs> yeah, for like... <laughs> sure it does. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but Dream Fury is pretty bad. And and I love uh, even your symbol, man. Is that the owl from uh, the comic? Yeah, yeah. So um the symbol I was Gene did the symbol. Oh, that's another great thing about Gene. So um besides just being a great comic book artist, he's also a graphic designer. So like oh, okay. he designed he actually designed the the whole book, like laid out the whole book and nice. he did the logo. Like um he's that's that's the great thing about him too. So he's he's like he's like super professional. <laughs> it's like like talented he, just yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, like he knows like a lot of like like whenever I need like to ask him about a question about artwork, like I just remember, um, because we're getting Keisha Demon either uh colored right, and yeah. I was like, Gian, um, can you explain to me the difference between this RGB and CMYK thing? I was like, it's like what? Well, I was like, I know, I know, I should be. <laughs> I think it's CMYK. I was like, I think he should be. I just want to make sure that the colors is not sending in RGB. What, what should I tell him? So, yeah, like, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, because I don't want to trip over like, because um, I don't want to trip over like communicating with the artist and saying the wrong thing and at the end after you know 80 pages of coloring is like no it's like it's like this is worthless we gotta go back and color it again but uh yeah, but yeah. so you know i'll ask him um questions but yeah um back to the question i always digress so yeah <laughs> dream Fury no, that's all good man came from um yeah it came from when i used to do um uh other stuff and so i i decided to stick with dream fury I decided to name it Dream Fury Comics because I already had um I was already incorporated as Dream yeah. Fury. Makes sense. Wise. 
you know, and I was like, you know, let me just add comics to it until I, I could think of another name. I was going to think, I was I, the plan was like, yeah, I'll, I'll call it Dream Fury Comics for now. But when I go into printing, you know, a year from now, I'll probably figure out what, um, a better name. Fat laser, baby. Six years later. <laughs> six, yeah, six years later. Dream Fury Comics. <laughs> no, I mean, I love it, man. It looks clean. You did a great job of creating your icon and everything, man. Yeah, and the when I told him with the logo, I was like, let's go with the owl. And it's not the owl from the story, but it, okay. I wanted the owl because I was like, all right, so if I have a logo for Dream Fury, Dream is nighttime. So I was like, yeah. what's symbolic of night? I was like, oh, okay, and an owl, right? And I was like, Fury. I was like, let's make it look fiery or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, and Gene came back with some um, some logo designs, and I went with that. Yeah. Um, it's funny because because uh, I it's weird because not weird but I know logo wise I should have went a lot simpler right because most logos are simple right yeah 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 so you can like you can put it on a hat you know yeah. and it, it'll be easier to do that mm -hmm. um, you look at Marvel's logo it's real simple M yeah. right yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly DC, DC. <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't really have anything complicated, but you know, that's the one thing about being an independent. You can break the rules if you want. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know what? looks awesome, like, man. I was like, freak that. I'm going I'm <laughs> to make the most complicated logo I can make. <laughs> I could see I that like on a, a hoodie, a black hoodie and just have the red symbol right there. Oh, that would look really clean. Yeah, yeah. It, it really looks good on t-shirts. Um, yeah. Right but on, yeah, man. so yeah, he Gene did the logo, and that's the origins of the logo. Looks clean, man. So what's uh? So I know you're working on issue five of uh, Crescent City, but what's going on with Keisha? Have you thought about uh, that? Yeah, working on that too. I know it's, <laughs> it's colored, a, I, right? But I mean, the story there needs to be more, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, the way uh, it ended, I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm writing the next uh, the next arc for Crescent City Monsters, the next arc yeah. for Keisha Demon Eater. Yeah. Um and I so the original plan for um back in December was like, okay, it's new year, 2023 is coming. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take some time off mm -hmm. and just focus on writing. I was like, I'm not going to do any of the the extra stuff that comes with comic book creating. Yeah. Which is like, you know, like uh, going to cons, dealing with yeah. artists um, and colors and all that other stuff. Because <laughs> it's, it's really time-consuming. Like yeah. all the the auxiliary stuff that you have when you when you're creating comic books. Um, um, you know, having to deal with printers because you you're out of comic books, so you got to call again. Yeah. Social media, blah blah blah. So I was like, um, I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna take like six months to just strictly write. Unfortunately, that did not. Happen. Yeah. Um. So Life like, happens, man. <laughs> yeah. The first two months, I you know, I, I was writing a little bit, but not as much as I thought I was going to. Because mm -hmm. besides uh, Crescent City Monsters and Keisha Demon Eater, um, I want I I, I was planning to write two, three other titles. Mm -hmm. So like by the end of twenty twenty three, after the first half of writing, I can just work with you know various artists to produce all these books at the same time so by mm -hmm. the end of the year instead of just two titles on the dream fury comic books i could have at least five yeah um because i i realized one of the things as as a comic book creator is like it's really hard even though um people love christmas city monsters they love keisha um it's it's easier to grab people's or bigger 
bigger people's mm -hmm. attention when um when you have more than um uh, just like a couple of titles when you have more than one or two titles so the idea was like okay i wanted to build a library of titles so by the end of 2023 you know people would start turning their heads and go wow okay you know it's not you know it's not just one book yeah because um, yeah. you know it, it's I, yeah it's amazing because i was like man what does it take to actually get noticed around here but um, <laughs> i was like um but it's amazing how many people even though i've done a lot of cons and you know i've had you know success in kickstarters and whatnot i always meet people who haven't heard of me so it's like, yeah <laughs> it's like, i mean yeah. it's to be expected but it's like it's like it's like it's crazy because you know you especially i've been doing this for like five years now and there have been people who's been at this longer than i have you know they've been doing like 10 12 years yeah independent stuff and i'm i'm like you know tipping my hat off to them because i'm like how do you do it you know in here for like 10 years you know grinding yeah. like this yeah it's hard yeah. it's hard <laughs> you know yeah i mean because you you got your your real life too outside of comic books right man you got a family you got to support the family and you're trying to do the comic yeah. book on the side and you're trying to make a business out of it. And, and it's just, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It is. You, you really got to love this stuff. <laughs> you got to love it. And you got to have a partner that uh, sees your vision or at least supports it. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Oh, you know, you, um, you hide how much money you're spending. It's not really. Nah, oh man. It's a couple bucks. Yeah, a couple of bucks, you know. These artists are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Newton, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It was great to get to know you. Um, love, love, love the comic books, man. I had to talk to you just because, uh, man, it blew me away, man. The story, the art. Um, anybody who's listening to this and they haven't heard of you, they got to go to dreamfurycomics.com and pick these up because they're dope, man. They're just everything from the story to the artwork. It's it's one of the best artistic and written indie books that I've read in a long time, man. You you're doing something right. Newton. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's, you Thanks, need to be man. known, man. Yeah. You need to be known on this. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I started off this doing comic books, you know, all this stuff like that, I'm, the level I'm at right now, is like, to me, this is gravy. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, anything like if, if I even, um, if I, you know, get even more well-known or, you know, just blow up even more, that's like all gravy. Like right now I'm still enjoying it. It's, it's amazing. Like when I go to cons and, you know, to get people like you yourself yeah. who, who, who've been reading comic books for ages, say things like that, you don't know how much that means. It's like, I'm glad it's, man. Like, it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's like inspiring. I, you know, I can see why, like, you know how, uh, uh, actors they they just never give up like no matter how like they they used to like they had their 15 minutes of fame but yeah you know 10 years later they're still doing like i don't know they else they pop up on some cheesy reality show and you're like <laughs> Dude, why don't you just give it up you know it's like yeah. but it's it, i think it's because of that you know people acknowledging you yeah. that they get addicted to yeah. i think acknowledging the work i think so that's that's kind of yeah. part of it um for sure yeah for sure. Um, I, I appreciate everybody and everyone who who's uh who's reached out to me and you know told me how much they enjoyed the book yeah yeah no it's awesome man congratulations uh mr newton congratulations on dream fury man thank you 
Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Right on, man. Thanks, uh, Newton. We'll talk soon, my friend. Peace. <laughs> Peace.